0: What we've got here is failure to communicate.
1: Freedom. Freedom? What? sign away my freedom. Why, this is ridiculous. Don't be corny, brother. (laughs) Sure, our system of free enterprise isn't perfect. But before we throw it away for some imported double talk, Let's turn the clock back a few years to see what it's done for us. With your host, Mike. Paul. We
2: are rolling. Cool. Thanks for having me on, guys.
1: Oh,
0: glad yeah, to. Have thanks you, man. for joining us.
1: So, what uh, what do we got on the docket today? You know, there's no topic that's really off limits. So that's okay. what's kind of fun about our show. We yeah, don't really we have a pointed uh, you know. Topic that we tried to stick to, you know, we have a, a few talking points we like to start with, and then let it snowball wherever it, it, it wants to go. So, sure, sure.
0: yeah, we uh, we threw the show notes in the trash.
1: Oh, good. <laughs> I thought when you
2: said we threw the show notes, I was I thought you were going to say in your email and in your inbox, and I was like, shit, 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 shit.
1: shit. <laughs> no, we're not that professional. Wild card.
0: Yeah, it it kind of depends. There's there's times where I'll I'll just jot down some things about five minutes before, but. We just yeah. we see where it goes. Um, so I guess maybe to start out, since uh, I don't know how much crossover between Timeline Earth and our listeners, maybe give a, a little backstory. Sure, little man. Brief, brief intro.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm a co-host of a podcast called Timeline Earth. Uh, it's it's at this point, I don't even know if we can call it a libertarian show. Uh, that's how it started. And now it's somewhere between uh, docudrama and, uh, and current events, I would say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe some skit comedy, sketch comedy. Uh, and it, but we do have primarily a, a pretty big libertarian and Austrian and Bitcoin centric audience. So, uh, that's kind of what we, we try to cater to and it's a big part of our interest as well. So that's, that's kind of what we do. Um, and then we have some, some solo shows that branch off of that as well. So, uh, I hope, hope that that finds your audience well.
0: So you're, uh, you guys each kind of went your own direction on the, on the solo shows. Could you maybe dabble into a little bit of what you've been focusing on? Yeah, sure.
2: Uh, So uh, we all started our own solo shows, realizing that we all have kind of intense interests that um, maybe aren't. Well, what we, what we found was that again, we started as more of a, like a libertarian centric show. And then it just spiraled into like more of maybe a comedy current events show. And, when any one of us harped too much on our own interests, uh, it kind of like threw the balance off. So we were like, Ah, let's just make solo shows and that gets All of that out of the way, and then we can just come back together and goof off and and do that thing. So um, my solo show is called the Signal, and uh, it's focusing on a lot of uh, FOSS stuff, like free and open source software, um, peer to peer communications, uh, peer to peer software like Bitcoin, um, things like you know uh, Tor, um, BitTorrent, uh, things like that. Uh, I'm only I've only done four, maybe five or six shows, so we haven't really gotten to all of the interest that that I necessarily have. But the umbrella is self improvement or, or kind of Getting yourself a little bit more free. Um, and yeah, oddly enough, it's focusing on technology and things like that, which I'm horrible at. So um, I bring guests on that know stuff, so I don't have to. <laughs>
0: that's that's what that's what I would have to do. I, <laughs> yeah. I so I, I listened to I think I've listened to every one. Um okay. and the last was it the last one with the Star Star Nine Labs? Yeah,
2: dude, Star Nine Labs, yeah.
0: Yeah. My I, I felt I was driving. When I was okay. listening to it, and I felt myself going cross-eyed because I'm like, man, this sounds really badass, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I fully am grasping of what all is encompassed with that system. Yeah, yeah. Well, so
2: it so the the long and short of it is the or the overarching theme is that rather than using all of these services that you use, um, you know, maybe it could be a like Google Drive or a chat messenger or um, a password manager that uses a central server to store all of the data, or maybe they say they don't store this, the data and we all kind of, fig- you know, you should assume that they do, regardless of whether they do or not, you you host all of these services yourself. So you become the, ser- the, the, the server. Um, and so what it seeks to do is do that in a really privacy oriented way. And what they've done is they've created a product that's based around a Raspberry Pi, and you can run it in a pretty low power scheme, um, a low resource scheme, and it's just, Built specifically for that, and it will host various services. Now, they're also a Bitcoin maximalist uh, squad, so mm-hmm. it, it has a Bitcoin node. It will have a, it has a Lightning node, um, and then you can access services that are built for those uh, things, in addition to to services that may not be. Um, for example, they have Bitwarden password manager. And you, you can use the, they, their, their product is called the Embassy. And so you can log in, you can have a plugin into your Firefox browser that will automatically go through Tor to access your server, not a third party server that you don't know what they're doing with your data. Um, you can go access your own server from anywhere in the world using Tor, fully encrypted um, and anonymous to uh, bring up passwords in browsers and you know, and, and or um, access your Bitcoin node, access your lightning node, any services that run on top of lightning. And then one big one would be a, a file manager, access your file manager. So you can, you can keep all of your files, whether they be photos, um, videos, like home videos, maybe movies, um, things like that. And this is, I think, part of their roadmap. I'm not sure if this is fully integrated yet, but um, have all of these things accessible to you privately uh, on your own server rather than a third- party server and again they they run mm-hmm. everything through tor so now that obviously brings up some some um speed issues uh particular like you don't you wouldn't want it to use it, like if you were traveling for work, you wouldn't want to stream movies over tour, like from it just wouldn't work. I mean, you probably wouldn't even want to download or upload a whole lot of photos, but you do that when you're at home, and then um, and and then you when you're at home, you can access it over your LAN, uh, which is very very fast, obviously. Um, yeah. And then for the mission critical stuff, password stuff, lightning, Bitcoin, and lightning stuff, you can access that through tour anywhere on the world. So,
0: with that. This technically would, would this help you avoid a parlor esque incident where all those yeah. boomers got their data Absolutely. leaked?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, so the, so where all this is going and I'll bring this together with other products, not just embassy because I, you know, their roadmap is their roadmap and there's a couple other people that are doing this and you can in fact do it on your own. If you're, if you have the technical chops, I don't. Um, but, uh, is that's to me. So there's a lot of people that get hung up on, so like parlor right that the 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 need the the niche that they were trying to fill the need that they were trying to fill was hey we have a lot of people that aren't necessarily locked up with the woke movement with the left with all of this progressive nonsense um so we want to create a social media network for us well that sounds great right except for the fact that it's still centralized and it's subject to the whims of the people that created it it's not a decentralized it's not a protocol right and it's, wasn't it's- it on
0: amazon servers it's d-
2: dude Even for me, a relatively non-technical guy, I was looking at it and I was like, this is a disaster. I mean, an absolute disaster. Like they were, they were, so what they were, and I I haven't looked at it in a while. I think we did an episode on it like four or five months ago, but um, they, they were requiring state IDs to be scanned um, and uploaded for various features of this uh, uh, to, to use on their platform. I think, I think direct messages, uh, for example. Um, So you had, you fully dox yourself to this third party in order to use their services to, to talk to other parties that are not them, you know, like, um, like you, you and I would, would ostensibly chat on, on there or interact in a social media uh, scheme. And, uh, they, and the big question is, were they reckless or was this a honeypot from, from the, from the get go, but basically you brought together a bunch of people who were relatively anti I don't even want to know. Say anti-government, like anti-left government. I guess like, you know yeah. it ranged. It ranged everywhere from Trump, Trump folks, all the way to you know to legit anor- right side anarchists. I would say, um, and uploading their state IDs and then speaking wrong speak, and that <laughs> dude, that's that's like yeah. really, really freaking dangerous, man. And I mean, so so theoretically, you know, the powers that be have access to to the down to the address of everybody who may have spoken wrong speak on their platform the entire time. That's, that's com- like completely reckless. It it's, it's almost like, yeah. And they were using Amazon servers for it. And I guess fine. I I, I don't really know. I'm not really sure how I, I'm not a security expert. I'm not a software security expert. So I don't, I don't know if there would be safeguards, even if you were using Amazon servers, like my, our website uses it somebody's server, but, um, uh, In any case, it was just, it was a complete fiasco. I mean, just complete fiasco.
0: Dang. You know, and the more I look into stuff like uh, the embassy platform and like getting into crypto, it's just incredible. All these different like liabilities that there Mm -hmm. is along the way. Yeah. And it, it really, it blows my mind. Yeah, you know, how how easy it is for people. You know, even if you got a good password or use yep. a VPN, that it doesn't do anything anymore.
2: No, man, because if you use a good password, but you ulti- but you put it in your Google Chrome browser, and I'm guilty of this myself. Who knows? Maybe Google has that password. Doesn't matter how good it is. Doesn't matter if it's a million letters long. If you just uploaded it in a Word document to their server. You know, right. it, it, it's, they have it. So that's kind of what the embassy and products like it are seeking to do is say you host your own shit. And then, um, and then you can access it at your will, encrypt, fully encrypted and anonymous through Tor um, to go retrieve that information and plug it into a website if need be. And, uh, and th- you know, th- rather than storing it in data farms, um, y- you can host it yourself. And then where that comes back to something like Parler Part uh, What I was saying before was like, you know, it, in theory, it solved one problem, which was, Hey, all of these conservatives are getting censored on a, on what appears to be kind of a left-wing state, uh, friendly, uh, website. So let's go make our own. That's n- not going to censor right-wing thought or, or conservative thought or, or whatever. But then other stuff was getting censored because even if, even right. if you, even if you set all the reckless and or honeypot behavior aside, it's still subject to somebody's censorship. And, uh, and so it, on things like the embassy and products like it, like, I, I don't know if you've heard about Mastodon, um, but there are these, a, there a are a little these, bit. Yeah. And I, and my buddy, Dan, uh, I, I got to get him on. He's down here. I, I, I grab beers with him every now and then he's like a big proponent. He's like trying, he wants to come on and talk about it. Uh, but these, these, this is kind of what I see as the real solution because it removes the, the middleman and the middleman, understandably to some degree, like I don't, I don't blame these people as much as a lot of people do for censorship because you have a business model and you can't have people openly planning like the bombing of a building on your, on your website. Right. Like, I mean, you're going to get sued, you know? So like, (laughs) I I I kind of get, even though I, I hate it, I kind of get it because in that model it makes sense. But when you when you federate this stuff and you and you and I, I you know the decentralize is such a buzzword now. But when you push this down to to the the this power down to the users, it eliminates this problem altogether. And that way you don't need to worry about what particular viewpoints the central server has, you can Mm -hmm. disassociate or associate as you need to, if you're offended by something, or if you're, if you, if you don't agree with something and you don't want to see it anymore, you can just simply disassociate and it, it doesn't destroy the framework of the platform. It, it, you know, it, it's, it's still being hosted by other people and they can go and form their own group and you can form yours.
0: Right. I know that Mike and I have talked quite a bit about, you know, how, how easy it is to get canceled anymore. And we often joke, like we're in a group chat with some buddies and we're like, man, this is going to get us all fired someday. Yeah, (laughs) dude. Like like someone's going to, someone's going to hack, you know, the text message servers one day and they're going to see all these memes that were too spicy to be shared on on most (laughs) social media, you know?
1: Yeah. You just, you don't realize that, you know, things you're saying today, like they seem harmless, but five years from now, you're going to be like losing sleep. Like, dude, we were saying some things that would not be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. accepted like it's, well, it's not, not, only not that, bad but,
2: not only that but you find yourself in echo chambers kind of like what we have on twitter and and like the things that you that are totally like the norm <laughs> for us you go out into yeah. the in normie world you're like oh man i can't believe i just said like like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know
0: well that's
1: we that's do not condone is, that here just you know it's, yeah, like, it's no, the no, entire no. show in, <laughs> that was in minecraft
2: in minecraft
0: um okay. you know but like that's the thing like i almost never use like Facebook anymore? Like I used to have a lot of fun on Facebook, but it's just, oh, it's just too bad. And there's just so many people that like want to start arguments. So I guess maybe in a way, it's more comfortable in the the Twitter echo chamber. Yeah, but you know that in Facebook was taken over by boomers.
2: Yeah. Oh it's, well. I, yeah. I, I. Dude, I had a Facebook briefly, but I, I don't really know. But from what I hear, it just sounds like a disaster. I, I don't even really like
0: social media. I just like Twitter for shit posting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> his his for that. Yeah, but like you know, great, Facebook, Facebook, you have like your, you know, your 56 year old aunt that's like, you uh, shouldn't yeah. say that, you know, mm. it's like, yeah. Mike, how, how long have you been off Facebook now?
1: I'm a, almost a year and a half clean and it's been like the most, uh, healthy thing I've done for my mental health ever. It's, it's like, amazing. I can't even imagine yeah. being on there in the last year with the lockdowns. I would have, I would have been, I said to my wife so many times, I was so grateful I got off before COVID. I was oh like, my God. I would not I, be able to I, watch I, I wouldn't that's have left the keyboard. I, I would have just been like, you know, keyboard. That's I what I yeah. Been, yeah. So it would have
0: been bad. At the time I was I was living in Arizona. You know, we were locked down. I had a few friends down there, but Can for I ask the most are you, part,
1: are you
2: Can I ask are you from Philly originally? No.
0: I'm uh, originally from outside of Chicago. Oh man, I could I thought I was picking up a little hint of Philly accent. But... <laughs> no, that's just, it's probably I got a, a speech impediment or something.
2: <laughs> Philly <laughs> accent, right. yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so I, you know, I was in Arizona, I had a few friends down there, but ultimately didn't know a ton of people. And I was basically locked in my apartment and man, I just went to town about COVID. I, yeah. I had a lot of people mm-hmm. like reach out to me, like, come on, like, yeah. you know, it, it kind of, to relate back to your show they, I started down the science is faking gay trail sure. and, and sure. people <laughs> yeah. on Facebook didn't take kindly to that. Right. <laughs> so they, yeah. You know, so that's, that's like, literal blasphemy to be saying something like it that. Is, yeah, <laughs> And then they, like, mean, they like, literally,
1: they don't have a sense of humor. You can't joke about these holy topics to them. No, it's, I know. It's, it's so, I mean, I mean, the term Orwellian has been so overplayed that it, I don't even know if it's effective anymore, but that's what it is. It's just, it's, it's something out of a science fiction novel. It's crazy, man. And I mean, yeah, the, the
2: I, fortunately enough, like I, you know, I I determined very early on, and, and if you're were listening to our show at that time, you know I, I was I had a little meltdown in March, and I like I I just determined I was like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna comply with anything. I'm done. I'm not gonna comply with anything. I I, I wasn't going out necessarily looking for fights, but I certainly wasn't backing down from anybody in person or otherwise. Mm-hmm. And um, man, do I feel vindicated. And mm-hmm. uh, you know even back then, and not to toot my own horn because I don't do that all that often, but like. I, I, I kind of stuck my neck out and even in libertarian circles, I was kind of sticking my neck out. I felt like uh, on the COVID shit and um, yeah, it was pretty quickly that that I, I felt very, very vindicated. Not that that did anything, who cares? It still sucked. Uh, but uh, I I've, I've had a number of people in real life be like, damn dude, like you, you know, I don't think I've had anybody apologize, <laughs> but um, I've had people kind of come around. In fact, I've had people kind of come around and be a little bit, well, not just a little bit, a lot more open to my politics because of, because of kind of nailing it early and just being like, mm-hmm. this is complete power grab. This is, it has mm-hmm. absolutely nothing. To do with the virus the virus isn't even that deadly. And this is just a complete power grab. That's yeah, all. My
1: is. my brother and I, uh, he was on social media still when all the lockdowns happened and he it was amazing how many people that were apolitical prior to it were approaching him. Like, cause he was sharing, he, he shared a uh, Tom Woods video of the yeah. boom bust cycle and okay. like a bunch of people are messaging him like can you like can you your points are starting to make sense can you articulate more like oh, yeah like yeah. five or six people like get drawn to it because they're like this is relevant now i need to learn yeah. and um it was kind of a good time to kind of wake people up to, to our ideology, but dude, I mean, none better. I right? Like,
2: I mean, that, that's the flip side of the coin, right? The, like there, there's uh, what what is it? When, when God closes a door, he opens a window or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. I was just watching um, Clint from Liberty Lockdown. He was on Dave Smith. Yeah. And, I saw that uh, today. Did, dude. Did, I just, did he,
0: he, did you watch the video? Yeah. Did, did he take his pants off? No, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. On, no, I was waiting, I was waiting, <laughs> waiting with bated breath, but no, uh, <laughs> go on. Yeah. He, uh, so, but he, you know, they, they kind of touched on this too. And I think Dave brought up the fact, uh, and I hadn't br- thought about it, ex- you know, exclusively in these terms, but he, they were talking about their gripes with the libertarian party and how they were such, such ninnies about COVID and not sticking their neck out early and saying, look, die or live. This is what we believe, um, that you k- shouldn't be able to be locked in your house. Uh, and, 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 in in retrospect like that is you strike when the iron's hot and that and 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 failing to do so was such a big unforced error on their end um if they are seeking relevance and if they are good actors i'm not convinced of either but that that that's that's was such a huge blunder for them because they would have had so many people be so much more open to their other messaging um if you know it was tough in March. It was tough in April. It was probably tough until September, even amongst somewhat libertarian, like conservatarian circles. And jeez, yeah. I didn't see any conservatives really sticking their neck out until it was pretty effing safe. But by August or September, you've you've built up quite a bit of political credibility, a little bit of social capital to say, hey, here's why we were right. Here's why we were dead right about this from the entire from the from Jump Street, is because we believe these things regardless of the existence of a virus. We also don't trust these centralized institutions to give us good information. We were saying this at this time, and God knows it was easy as shit. I, I went in and t- looked at a few peer-reviewed studies and basically nailed the case fatality rate in mid-March, and uh, we watched as it came down from 4% to 3% to 2% to 1%, and I think I had it pegged at 0.16, and I'll be damned if it isn't right around there, because it's not yeah. that hard. You just look at a, fu- you know, a couple studies that have decent data. And you can say, all right, it's probably in this ballpark. Um, unless there's some crazy mutation or something like that, in which case it would probably be classified as a different virus anyway. So it right. wasn't like for all of the work that that the, all of what appears to be just completely useless work that goes into the Libertarian Party. And I'm not just trying to bag on the Libertarian Party, but just the, the Libertarian sphere. Allocate 5% of it. To actually getting down to brass tacks and analyzing what's actually happening, and standing on your principles, and man, you you could develop so much more social capital to 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 open people up to things that would sound insane two years ago.
1: Yeah, we uh, we interviewed um, Dr. Knut Witkowski, who's a German epidemiologist, who yeah. uh, Gene Epstein recommended to us after being oh, on cool. our show, and uh, he was just. Such a wealth of knowledge! I learned more in that forty-minute conversation than all of public schooling I ever had. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was a. I mean, it was very, uh, very educational. But you know, after getting done that episode, like he put out an anti-lockdown video explaining the science behind it and how masks are bad and, and lockdowns and everything are creating a fertile environment for the disease to mutate, rather than you know achieving herd immunity. Right, and I felt like so. Excited after we had done with that episode, I was sharing it with all my friends. Like, listen to this! Like, all my friends that had the hysteria, and they're telling me to follow the science. Here I am talking to an yeah. epidemiologist of thirty-five <laughs> yeah. years, and they're like, "No, I, I you know, it's like they, they can't even listen to it because it's yeah. against what they're hearing on TV." But it, like, I was almost more pissed that I had this knowledge now because I have to go back into the normal world and let CNN run everyone's lives. And it's like, wow. yeah. and he had a, his anti-lockdown video had two million views and got yanked by YouTube. <sighs> Yeah, so it was... Yeah, man.
2: Uh it's crazy dude yeah but i mean that's what being a libertarian is all about right like <laughs> yes, feeling sorry. like you're walking around with like the nuclear briefcase at all times like you're like yeah. i say one wrong thing and it, the whole thing oh yeah, absolutely you're, you're cool, always so. like I'm, I'm like
1: walking on eggshells with your right wing and left wing friends right
2: yeah yeah you gotta like
0: skirt <laughs> <start> that <laughs> uh, well like, the best part, and i also agree with you
1: technically
2: <laughs> yeah
0: the best part is when one side thinks that you're on their side yeah right mm-hmm. and then you know they like, oh, so let me guess—you voted for Trump? You know, I I get that with a, a lot of people like my parents' age. If if they start talking about stuff, they'll be like, "Oh, so you support Trump?" I'm like, "No," and they're like, "Oh, well, so you're a Democrat?" Like, "No, no." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're no. having more than two no. sides. Of everything,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, it's like you know, it's it's hard to unite a movement with a bunch of people who want to be left alone. But yeah, Good, <laughs> but, man. Yeah, you know, and Aaron, Aaron on our show talks about that a lot. Like we joke with Caddy
2: quarter Unity, uh, bottom right, top left, and uh, it, just because they're good at organizing and 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 moving in mass, and it's like herding cats in the bottom right because nobody wants to be bothered, which is what I love about them. But it, it's right. t- difficult to to mount a unified front sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they could definitely afford a little organization. I, mm, yeah, mm-hmm. Aaron, Aaron's got some really good points about that. He does. I, he you does. know, especially when you when you start looking at the amount of infighting like you could post something on Twitter right after this episode about what you believe the direction of the LP should be. And yeah. I guarantee there'd be 10 people in there just absolutely shitting on you. Yeah, for sure. Which is it why I don't post about the LP. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, I, I just, no. I, I avoided it at all costs, but yeah, you're right, man. And you know, and, and I, it's, I've never been a big LP guy because, because not because not necessarily because of their, blunders or, or any any political inconsistency just because i came up during the ron paul era and so like i was a ron paul guy and then um at that point by the time the ron paul movement fizzled out i was i i i was vaguely rooting for gary johnson i think in like whenever it was 12 or 16 16
1: yeah 16
2: yeah and they, did he run in 12 too he might've. Yeah. That may have been when I, I was, but you know, I was vaguely rooting for him. He got up on the debate stage, said a couple okay points and, and that sort of thing, but I, I just never, you know, he didn't really spark the fire. And so I, I just kind of moved right along. Um, and, uh, and, it, but, but I, I've given it kind of a shot. I, I went, I've gone to a couple LP meetings. I've been to, I've been to an LP meeting, like a local, you know, local level LP meeting as recently as probably two years ago out here but it's the same shit there. And, and it's, it's an hour of not fighting, but like kind of bickering over stupid stuff. And then it wraps and you're like, I haven't, what, like, what are, what are you guys doing? What is the plan here? Like, how are you, (laughs) you know, and there's like six people there, right? You know, and yeah, at at most. Yeah. It's pretty embarrassing. It kind of is, man. It kind of is. It's, it's, I just, and and maybe it's just my personality, but I just feel like you, 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 Fire brands are what really draw people and not wishy-washy, you know, I, I agree I mean, with this and, you know, it's whatever.
0: Firebrands draw people, but somehow we elected a guy who shits his pants on stage during a press conference. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I,
0: I only saw that one clip, but oh, good Lord. there's... That press conference, like, he, he knew the questions and had softball, question, you know, reporters throwing softballs at him, and he still yeah. shit his pants. It, it yeah. gives me a little
1: bit of optimism that even, like, the, the powers that be were like, guys, we have to do a press conference. Too many people are asking. Like, they yeah, could not know. keep doing that forever. Well, it was, wasn't that such a
2: sticking point with Trump that he didn't do press conferences yeah, or didn't do oh, them all yeah. as often as as they'd yeah. like or whatever? But, I mean, he was always in front of the camera. He was always out there. Right.
0: I, you tweeting. Know, yeah, I'm- tweeting. <laughs> I thought about paying for that service where I could read all of his tweets, his archive tweets.
2: Oh, my God. The one we were reading on our episode. Yeah. Dude.
0: So my, they they read an episode. They had an episode dedicated to reading Trump's best insults. <laughs> it was pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. Like, how, how can people not look back at those four years and be like, that was the funniest time in it US was. history?
2: I like, mean, no doubt.
0: Every sloppy day,
2: sloppy Steve Bannon. Like it's <laughs> just like his names for people are so funny. They're yeah. so dumb. Yeah, like, they're, they're so
0: dumb. Ryan Chuck, like <laughs> Ryan Chuck. Yeah,
1: small <laughs> hands Rubio. Yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. I, well, And they'll just low, have some, low energy Jeb. Yeah, and they'll just have some <laughs>
2: offhand comment that's completely devastating. <laughs> And it won't even be the main part of the tweet. It'll be like no. some, it'll be just a throwaway line at the end, but it's just totally undercut somebody. It was like,
1: Trump was like the grand finale of like just shit posting. <laughs> Cause oh, like man, we man. the yeah. government's like rubbing all our nose in it now and like yeah. taking everything away because of Trump. Like he was, yeah. uh, he was the last oh, yeah. big bang of,
0: well <laughs> yeah, just us talking here got us put on a list. So
2: yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> I just, I can't believe like all these people are like, it's so unpresidential. I'm like, this, is the funniest shit you'll ever see yeah. in your life like yeah. who else i don't even know of a president that even compares to him not in our like,
2: lifetime that's for sure no i
0: yeah. mean so we literally traded in the funniest president in the modern era for a guy who wears depends
2: yeah yeah and it's, yeah it's pretty wild man that's a pretty wild uh sh- shift of gears <laughs> <It's>,
0: yeah <laughs> I, i'm not i'm not digging it i i Yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm
2: trying to find I'm trying to find the silver lining. So I mean, the the memes of Biden falling down the stairs and stuff like that—that's been pretty pretty solid.
1: Um, trying to think of some others. Yeah, but, I love how even right now with all this madness going on, the internet still finds time to win on. Everything. Yeah, you're right. Just <laughs> casually
2: dunk on people.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, like I mean, all
2: of glo- all of global trade is stopped because some idiot the Suez Canal, and yet the d- internet is still out here just driving, <laughs> just, <laughs> just
1: dunking.
0: I saw Mario throwing
1: banana peels in front of.
0: <laughs> yeah. I saw one today <laughs> where it's like, who would win a big ass boat or one little canal? Like it was a perfect side by side. Oh man! Yeah. Oh man! And, you know, in like any other instance, when a what is he seventy eight? A seventy eight year man, old man falls on the steps. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, that's so sad." I hope he's okay. But it's Joe Biden. Everyone's just like, "Fucking hope he falls further." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I Why mean, even like
1: my my friends that were all Bernie supporters, like they they didn't like him. Like a lot of them didn't vote. Like they're like, "I've I, a, he, that that's been a surprising." uh like nuance
2: of this election. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember, and I don't know how old y'all are, but I don't remember a, an election where we're 31. Okay. So, all right. So we're about the same age. I don't remember. I don't remember an election where there was so much. Well, I don't know. I guess you could probably say Trump, but there was so much division on the winning side um, where, where the, the, you know, the, the, theoretically their candidate won, And then there was so much hatred from a portion of that base. Right. Um, I, I guess, I guess Trump, I mean, I guess that, I guess that qualifies, but uh, I mean, I have, I have d- democratic friends that are usually, I would have expected to be pretty lockstep and they're like, now nah, we hate this guy. And uh, yeah. I, mean, I was like, I, damn, I didn't see that coming.
0: I've had some, some friends that are, yeah, they vote Democrat any chance they get. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden they're kind of like, Maybe I need to vote third party. <laughs> yeah, right. And I was yeah. like, "It's it's better." Yeah, I better mean, than what you're voting for, right? It's better than whatever this is. <laughs> yeah. I guess. It, I mean, I it, maybe it's not. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's gonna be bad either way. I don't know Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It's whether you want to get shot or stabbed. Yeah, yeah. so uh, picking your poison.
1: So, how long have you guys been uh, running your podcast, and, and what got you into that in the first place? <laughs> Um, so we've been running
2: that for a little bit over three years now. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and I, have always, uh, been kind of obsessed with radio, uh, and I've always wanted to do, so I, I had dabbled with, although never su- actually successfully set up a pirate radio station, but I've always, I, I grew up doing like ham radio, Um oh, cool being around that and and then also just being a pirate radio aficionado like I just love pirate radio and I love small community radio always have mm. uh, and have always wanted to do something like that but in this in this you know in 2021 it, it, you know that the answer to that is basically podcasting um it it just affords you way more reward for way l- less risk um, than pirate radio. But I, I still have that itch. I still I still find myself wanting to set up a little pirate radio station in my neighborhood, but
0: I don't yeah. Know. I mean <laughs> that's well, such an you, old you school did the, you did, <laughs> yeah, You did declare your your property a sovereign nation. So that's true. I, like I did. Yes. Yes. I feel like you can do what you want.
2: Well, I can and I do, uh, but it doesn't mean that uh, troops won't cross the borders. So I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: you, you need to pass a two billion dollar bill to build a more right. security to, and defense. Yeah, build, right build a wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe. Yeah. Maybe we'll we'll
2: we'll uh, we'll write that. We'll draft that bill and and send it down to the House.
0: <laughs> is, yeah. that a, is that a crowd,
2: real thing? That. Did,
1: did you actually declare it sovereign?
2: I mean, on my show, just, I did.
1: Oh, just, just. Yeah. A couple <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, that's all it takes. I know if you do some. I know just like uh, I have a friend who talks about like all these legalities and things that are like still Sovere- out of books that you can live by. And
2: yeah. Sovereign citizen type stuff.
1: Yeah. He, he goes wait on those rabbit holes and calls me and like, he'll just like talk me for an hour and like my head will hurt. I'm like, dude, I, this is all lawyer talk. Is it real? Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, cool. I remember the days when,
2: when you would see sovereign citizens a lot at like libertarian type meetups and things like that. And it always kind of baffled me the degree to which they wanted to adhere to the law. Um, now, they wanted to sidestep the laws that you know, but then they wanted to adhere to other laws. They were like, well, I'm going to use this clause and this clause and this clause. And I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to ignore them, <laughs> you know, altogether. Right. If I get caught, I get caught. Um, it's way better than having to, like, go through all the. You know, I, I remember one that when I lived in Denver, I remember there was one that would show up all the time. And he would flaunt the fact that he didn't have a driver's license and he would get pulled over and just cite all these things and Saying had it that seems <laughs> so seems a headache. Yeah, it seems, that, like, seems miserable. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it seems wor- worse than actually going to
2: the DMV To be honest with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's certain things where you can, you know, not you have to die on every hill. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and,
1: and like you know, what
2: I kind of say is, I just think of myself as a as a separate country. Like I draft my own laws and I adhere to whatever I want to adhere to here, um, because it's my property and. It's no more complicated than that. Now, if somebody calls me on my bullshit, then I'll probably go to jail. But <laughs> yeah. so, so, so if we hear a
0: door get kicked in, we'll be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. episode over." <laughs> I'm a free nation. I'm a
2: free nation. <laughs> yeah.
0: we'll, we'll get yeah. the uh, we'll get the GoFundMe set up. It's uh, mm. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's I you know, and that's really the the gist of it. Otherwise, you got to do so much research. You got to get lawyers involved and right. do all this and, other stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, that's too uh, much work.
1: Yeah, one of my buddies, I think the same guy was telling me about, um, like how you don't need a, a license plate; you can just put traveling or something. And they, yeah, and I was like, dude, but you're gonna get pulled over every mile and a half. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you can't go anywhere. How, like, how you're be harassed all the time, but. I don't know. Some people really take it to the extreme and Hey, I mean, I'd rather have those people than than the opposite. But. Well, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. They're
2: not bothering anybody, but the, I mean, they're, they're just bothering themselves at the, at some point. Um, yeah. And I mean, I appreciate the spirit. I do. I just, I don't think that those people are really going to uh, not that I'm looking for some movement to progress anything forward. I do think that some of this is just kind of an inter- individual pursuit anyway, but I'm not looking to have those guys next to me in the trenches. I can tell you that, (laughs) you know? Um, So I don't know. Do you think, you know,
0: but I I do see like a, a lot of people, there seems to be a growing interest in, in homesteading and stuff Mm -hmm. too. But see there again, that sounds like hard ass work too. Yeah.
2: I mean, Yeah. It depends on to to what level you take it. I I really, I think some of the homesteading stuff is really cool, and then some of it is um, kind of flies in the face of like Austrian economics uh, and Mm -hmm. and just disregarding relative advantage uh, and and trade. And I get that everybody wants to be completely self sufficient, so that if shit hits the fan, they can you know. To close off the walls into their, into their own Island. But I just don't, I kind of don't think it's going to work like that. And I, I think that uh, there's a lot of energy that are that gets put into pr- fairly unproductive means um, or ends to fairly unproductive ends that could be allocated elsewhere. I mean, I mean again, anybody's free to do whatever they want, but um, you know, like it takes a lot of work to grow enough food for you to eat like a lot of work. You basically have to have oh, a yeah. farm. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you know, that seems fairly unproductive, particularly when if, if things really went down, you just need meat. So just go hunt. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you live in a relatively rural enough place, which a lot of people do, I mean, you don't have to go too far outside of almost any city to be able to. No, no, I have deer in my yard multiple times. Yeah, I stuff. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, so it's like, I get it. If you want the variety and stuff like that. And I, I mean, I garden, um, I like it, but, uh, yeah, you know, it, it, if you, if you're going to spend, you know, two hours a day all year on gardening, do you think it could be spent better elsewhere to further your goal of freedom? And that would be my
1: thing would be like, probably. Yeah. And to that point, it's like you're, you're almost better off building a vast skill set, like knowing how right. to weld, how to repair exactly. vehicles, how like there's, there's, you, you go barter with farmers. There's okay. the relative advantage,
0: right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. there's
1: somebody else who's probably
2: good at gardening that has a bigger farm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and as long as you know how to weld or if you have money, um, yeah. which is the other thing you're, you remember, money doesn't go away when society collapses. Money becomes very, very important. Right. Um, the demand for money itself goes goes up. Uh, so uh that you know, if if you just uh, focus on being very productive and and good at some skill set that you know that's going to be needed, I I don't really see a whole lot of reason you know, unless a nuclear bomb goes off and you're the only one in hundred square miles that's again, I mean, you're just, you're just wargaming insane scenarios that probably right. either <laughs> probably aren't going to happen or maybe you probably don't want to survive.
1: Right. Exactly. So, that's a, like, just take me in mind for that. Like right. I wouldn't want to survive. A, I always,
0: yeah, I always joke. Like if things got that bad and you really needed food, well, if you have guns and ammo, you can go get whatever you want. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're Once not again, wrong,
1: satire, man. satire, satire is a whole podcast. Right, in Minecraft.
0: In Minecraft. <laughs>
2: uh, um, but that, that's, I mean, you're, 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 you're on the, <coughs> excuse me, you're on the right track there because, um, that there are important things to have. I mean, it's not, it's not about, I'm not, I'm not out here saying don't home, don't become self-sufficient. I'm just saying to become hundred percent self-sufficient is an unrealistic goal for almost everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're going to become 70% self-sufficient or 30% self-sufficient, it's probably wise to analyze what 30% that is and make sure that the other 70% you're able to obtain with skills that you've developed or money that you've saved or, 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 you know, whatever it may be. And I, I, I do think that, um, there's a, a cadre of people who believe that society is going to get to a point where lead is the only, the only, um,
0: currency. And I just, I don't, I don't see that happening. I know I,
2: I mean, I, you I even
0: don't. look at, like, even, like, places like Venezuela, they, it's not even reached that point. Dude, d- I mean, to to look back through the 20th century at all the horrific,
2: horrific shit that has happened to various peoples and countries and to see how quickly people have bounced back is
1: bananas. Yeah, I mean, I, I've it, thought about that a lot recently. It's dude, pretty wild. D- d-
2: Yeah, and, and, and this comes back to the fact that I just don't, I'm not convinced that a lot of people really understand economics um, and understand like human motivation and human mm. and human ingenuity, um, the the you're you're talking about places that rebound, like West Germany. West Germany mm-hmm. became a power. Now you, you can say, okay, well their defense was subsidized. Afterwards, so they didn't have to pay for defense. Fine, but you're talking about a society that became an absolute powerhouse within ten years of being leveled, completely leveled, mm-hmm. and yeah. not just leveled, embarrassed and socially demoralized. And mm-hmm. and and you know and 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 being pariahs of the world, and then ten years later, fifteen, they're they, they're manufacturing every single person on this planet's car.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah. it's pretty wild, that shows you the power of, of what people can do productively when yeah. when their priorities are aligned on not exactly. nonsense. Yup, exactly. It's like we have to produce, we have to work, we have to build an economy, right? And uh, <clears throat> Yeah. Maybe what we could
2: do. <laughs> if, well, right. If incentives were aligned. Yeah. 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 And so, and that, and that's the other thing too, is that, that like, I get, that there's a lot of people that do want to live out in the wilderness and just, you know, some, I have those days too. Um, and I do like the wilderness. I'm an outdoorsman. I, I love getting out there, but to isolate yourself from humans, is to some degree to mitigate risk of bad human behavior, but it's also to limit the potential reward of incredible human behavior. And, right. and that's that's a flip side of the coin that you don't see talked about a lot, particularly in more collapsitarian circles and and, and to not be a part of um the beauty of trade and and, and again that relative advantage is is uh, you're just gonna live so much poorer for it potentially. Now you open yourself up to some risk. That's true.
0: But, and you know that kind of ties into a lot of the arguments like for bitcoin yeah. as well because of this the same reason you know like let's say the currency collapses well odds are bitcoin is probably going to be a go to it is countries like venezuela like they china a, venezuela yeah. north korea like anywhere that they can get bitcoin that's what they want they don't they don't want fiat Bit. currency right
2: Yeah. I mean, and and it's being, it's being battle tested um, and has been for some time now. And you're seeing, like you said, the most effed up countries are flocking to it. Um, Why? Because certainty. I mean, it's, you can say it's risky, but it's not uncertain. It's incredibly certain. 21 million max period. That's it. It's that, that is certain. And it's backed by about one nation States full of energy, you know? Yeah. And so, so there are very certain things about Bitcoin. Um, and in times of uncertainty, people flock to certainty. And so that's what that's part of the reason why you're seeing countries, your people from countries, well, and countries themselves, if, you know, if you consider the, the government's flocking towards Bitcoin, like, you know, like in Venezuela, like in China, India, um, and, and really, really, uh, you know, messed up places that need, that have a desire for certainty. And so um, having Bitcoin, I think is a good idea.
1: Now, it, it, are Bitcoin and maybe Ethereum are they the only ones worth investing in or are the other ones all shit coins? Like people say, I, I don't know much about it, but I just know. <laughs> don't going to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so I believe that it's Bitcoin and Bitcoin only. I think
2: that okay. everything else is, is junk. Fly by night, just... Not going to, yeah, long yeah. I, I'm not saying that they don't have uses, but they don't have uses as money, and that's right. all I care about. I don't care about swapping, you know, JPEGs and and to, you know, playing games or whatever, but uh, but as money, big mm-hmm. Bitcoin or bust, that's it, and yeah, it,
0: and it's a finite amount. Well, yeah, know, like, like, it, it like people were pumping Dogecoin and it they can just make more, yeah, right. I was yeah. like, why, why are people should not be throwing money at this. Right. Yeah. Well, and, once and I read
1: about it, I was like, that is a terrible place to invest in. Like they, they started yes. it like a joke or something. And yeah, a long <laughs> time ago. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and and it's important to note that um, theoretically you could make more Bitcoin. Why, why can't you, you can't because of the energy behind it. So, so to make more Bitcoin, you would have to hard fork and change the consensus rules. And to do that would require, a bananas amount of electricity. So it's not just that it's written in the code that there's 21 million max and a defined issuance schedule. It's also the fact that it is backed by this tremendous amount of proof of work that is mm. tied to birth mm. through energy. Um, that is really the the mainstay of it because you can say, well, look at Bitcoin Cash, it forked from Bitcoin. It has the same amount, it has 21 million, but it's backed by a fraction of the ha- the hash rate. So, you could, so like, one mining pool from Bitcoin could probably flip on their miners, go, you know, go mine Bitcoin Cash, fork it, and change the consensus rules. They can't do that in Bitcoin. It's hmm. too much. It's too big. It's too big of an animal at this point. And that is what, that is a significant portion of what gives it its value. So, you can, you know, you can point to code all day long and say, well, ours has a max supply. Okay what does it take to change it? And if that answer isn't moving mountains, then I'm not interested. Um, right. Cause that's, that's, that's,
0: that was the premise behind gold. Like yep. gold became the Supreme currency of the world. Well, for a bit, because yep. it was so hard to mine and right. expensive. And yep. no matter how much technology advanced, it was still a pain in the ass to mine. Right. Yep. So, you know, cause originally it was like silver was the, the go-to and you know, they, they eventually found other means for silver, but gold, it, Gold's super scarce yeah. still.
2: And it's still, yeah. I mean, until mm-hmm. like I, I'm a Bitcoiner, I don't own any gold, I don't care about gold. But until Bitcoin flips the gold market cap, I still say, you know, Bitcoin is king for now. Although I know I, I would, I am very, very confident it will be dethroned. But yeah, it's still the global money. I mean, it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think well, federal banks still it. hoard it. Exactly.
0: They it's started literally- hoarding it again.
2: Right, it's the most scarce asset there is, and you and and it's got the biggest guarantee. It's got the biggest guarantee that it's going to be the most scarce asset.
1: Um, you now, know. do you ever listen to you know, like obviously Peter Schiff is like the biggest adversary of, of Bitcoin in yeah. the libertarian circle. I mean, does that ever get your blood boiling when you listen to him, or is, is he just uneducated on it? Because I, I try to listen to it, and like I'm not an expert on Bitcoin. I just know that a lot of the people that I know and trust, like like Naval Ravikant and a lot of these big guys invest in Bitcoin. I'm like, well, if they're doing it and these are tech millionaires. I trust them. So yeah, I, kinda, I, I bought some Bitcoin, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm not an expert. Well, you don't listen <clears throat> cut,
2: cut noise from signal. There's not a whole lot you need to know. Um, if you're, if you understand the value proposition of Bitcoin, you just need to have it. You need to verify it with your own node and you need to keep it secure. That's it. Um, and then you don't, you don't need to worry about anything else. You just sit on it. Um, if that's, if that's all you want to do, that is just fine. Um, but uh you know, I, I was a big. I, I used to listen to Peter Schiff all the time, and I still do to some degree. I mean, Peter Schiff, he understands a lot, and and he's a smart guy. I sometimes I wonder if he is. You know, so he moved to Puerto Rico, right, mm-hmm. a few years ago, and he runs a gold fund, um, right. or not just a gold fund. You know, Europac, It has all sorts of different assets, but he's a, a huge gold guy and a gold broker. If I'm if I'm not mistaken. I, I think he and a lot of people like him made their bones over the years shilling gold and for good reason because gold was king. And, you know, like I said earlier, it probably still is until the market cap flips. But I think I've seen enough of the momentum to, to convince myself that Bitcoin is king. But um, for him to go back on that at this point, you need to understand how many clients he's going to alienate after developing so much trust over so many years. Like Mm -hmm. I think he just kind of has either. So I think there's two things with him. Either he is determined to go down with the ship and just pray for some sort of attack on Bitcoin to shut it down and just it either gets shut down or it doesn't. And my I'm near retirement anyway. And so whatever, or, and I'm increasingly entertained, entertaining this idea. He's been buying Bitcoin. And he doesn't want to be associated with it for federal reasons, um, because as we all know, his father died in jail. Right. The IRS is because you know dodging taxes. The IRS is probably not too fond of Peter Schiff um, for all of his talk over the years, and it may be in it may behoove him to come out vitriolically against Bitcoin in the public sp- space while quietly accumulating it, hopefully KYC free, and trying to you know put have a mirage that he doesn't own any um hmm. for the public space
0: that is a good I, theory
2: interesting I, I don't know i i you know he certainly is very convincing that he hates bitcoin <laughs> <You know>? and, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and 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 he has every reason to because it's dethroned the the his 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 prize horse um mm-hmm. but i don't under i don't think it's becoming increasingly difficult for me to believe that people like Peter Schiff
1: uh, don't get it. Right. Now you mentioned like you have to own it. You're, you're talking about like a hardware wallet. You, you can't trust like keeping it on a, on an app like Coinbase for a long-term solution. Yeah I, yeah. I would pull it off of any exchange Yeah,
2: and, and, and hold it where you own the private key. You can do that with a hardware wallet. I would suggest when you get a, you know, a, an amount, where you know a, a larger amount to move to like a multi-signature arrangement or or some sort of cold storage arrangement. Arrangement hardware wallets are, are, are good. I would I would recommend a cold card um, is is good um, in my experience. Uh, but uh, you really want to be verifying it with your own Bitcoin node too, um, so that you know it's not counterfeit. Because that is you know if it's sitting on an exchange right now, there is going to be a day. I don't know when it is. Probably not going to be tomorrow but there is going to be a day when one of these exchanges gets caught with their pants down without reserves. And, uh, or there's going to be a day where one of these exchanges just flies by night and people just slip off into the dark. And it's already happened a few times at smaller exchanges. I think it would be tougher for Coinbase. You remember Quadriga in Canada Mm -hmm. guy faked his own death (laughs) guy faked his own death in like Bangladesh or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because you remember you don't, You don't really need anything with Bitcoin. You just need the private key. And you can remember that with 12 words in your head. So (laughs) you can leave everything behind and slip off into the night. And if you've got somewhere to go and you've got, I mean, what do you think it takes to revive your life, to to come up with a new life in Bangladesh? Right. 100,000 at most. Yeah. You, you you could establish just about anything and hmm. these guys had more than that i mean they made off with with you know Damn. tens tens of millions probably i don't remember what the number was but you know remember that because there are real people that are operating these companies these exchanges and those real people um are as trustworthy as real people are and and when when <laughs> that when the when the, te- when the temptation comes comes across where it's like I can either, let's say they find themselves a, a foul of, of of the law or they screwed up a, a, a client investment or, you know, I don't know what, would, and they're looking, well, I've got the private key to how many Bitcoins and how, how many dollars worth of Bitcoins. And all I need is just to remember 12 words and make it safely to a border. You know, yeah. I don't want to trust that.
0: That is the advantage over gold. You know, if you have bars of gold, you got to transport all that. Oh yeah. It's heavy. (laughs) (laughs) You're getting jogging across the Mexican border. (laughs) (laughs) What's in the bag. Don't worry about it. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, and then I know that there's been some concerns because obviously Coinbase has been pretty reputable thus far. I mean, I know they've had some, some ups and downs, but in terms of, you know, opting for Coinbase or maybe a little seedier exchange like Coinbase generally will do you fine. But I do know that they're going public, correct? That's what I've heard. Uh, you may know more about it than I do, though, because I didn't I didn't really investigate. So I, I thought that they're going public. And I know that some people within the community, from what little bits I saw, were a little skeptical about that, because now they're going to have even more involvement with yeah. uh, the, the Fed boys. Oh, yeah. So, well, and, right, and, and
2: this is and this is part of the concern, and the, and this and this comes up, uh, Mike. I don't know how familiar you are with this or if you've been through this roller coaster before, but it comes up every now and then, and that is that the federal government is going to talk to exchanges and say, you know, um, you must limit or rest fully restrict withdrawals by your clients to their own private wallet. Um, and we had a little scare. Uh, what was that? Like mid December. When was I, yeah, I was running my I, mouth about that. Yeah. mid December. I think it was, was
0: mid December, early January, around
2: Christmas news. Years. And, uh, and, and you know, that, that I think is a very viable attack point um, by the, by the government, uh, by an entity that's trying to cling to power is say, okay, well we have X amount of Bitcoins stored on exchanges. Let's try to maximize that. So w- what, what can we do to draw people to, to, to either keep their coins on exchanges or to bring, lure them into sending coins that they had pulled off of exchanges back to exchanges. And then once that happens, leaning on these exchanges and saying, okay, you can't allow people to um, withdraw. Then what do we have? We've got central banks again, right? We've got three or four central banks and they're just writing IOUs to each other, that's it. And they're issuing you IOUs and they're saying, oh no, we'll keep your stuff really safe here. But here's this little piece of paper that says you have a Bitcoin um, on the exchange. And then and then we're back to back to, to square one. So it's it's really important for both you and all of us for everybody to be pulling their coins off of exchanges, which has been happening in mass. I mean, if you look at, uh, I think it's uh, Glassnode at Glassnode on Twitter, they publish charts. I think it's a pay for website which looks. Very worth it. They do incredible work. Um, mm-hmm. I just I have not paid for a, su- a subscription because every now and then they tease charts, and you know I'll just look at it then. But um, charts of uh, the the quantity of Bitcoin held by major exchanges versus the price, and this cycle it's been crazy. I mean, the education must have resonated. I mean, people are just buying Bitcoins and just sucking them into private wallets, and uh, and that's amazing. That's awesome. Um, and so that's part of this process. Get your bitcoins. However, you need to get your bitcoins, preferably non KYC. But we're not all, not all in that boat. Um, when you get them, try to mix them so to break deterministic links to your to your identity, and then send them to cold
0: storage and don't think about them for a while. So and, uh, I, I was going to ask you about that. You the. Cause I, w- I intended on reading more about that. So you, when you say mix them, you, you do that before you move them to your wallet. Cause otherwise you'd have to move them back to an exchange to do that. No, no, no,
2: no. You can move them to your, yeah, you can move them to your wallet. Um, and then like, so if you use something like Wasabi or Samurai, they have a mixer built in. Um, okay. this is, this is still kind of, so coin, coin mixing is pretty dependent on liquidity. Um, and, 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 coin mixing volume. So like if you if you, if you you were to imagine that um, a mixing is like all of us throwing uh, our coins into a washing machine um, and then the washing machine, you know, it launders the money, it cleans the money, right? Like, it, and, and then it spits it out to everybody standing around the machine. Well, if it's only two or three people standing around the machine, like how anonymous is that really, right? You can, right, right, right. so it, it's like liquidity begets liquidity. So we need more and more people to do this in order to increase the anonymity sets. Um, and so that's why, you know, it's, it's one of those things like this is, this is the process, get Bitcoin, pull it off the exchange into, into a wallet. If you use Samurai or Wasabi, you have a mixer built in, mix it, and then send it to cold storage. And then you're helping all of us by increasing the amount, mm-hmm. the, the volume, the, uh, the available other peers with which we
0: could be confused. I, I like that, that concept. It's, you know, the more anonymous that's, I mean, that's the whole point. That's
1: yeah. decentralization. Yeah. That's- yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So that's, yeah uh, the whole game. and it's yeah and at some point the anonymity well the, it's funny because the, at the point where the anonymity is easy is more easily achievable when these tools get built out it's probably going to be a little bit less important because theoretically we're going to be pulling power out of the organizations that would care about you know these links right. but um yeah i mean do what do what you can to to mix and to to anonymize your your holdings um and uh you know and and send them to cold storage keep some to play around with like the you know I, I treat it like a savings account and a checking account i have some to play around with i've been playing around with lightning network that's been fun as hell um and uh and that's another anonym, uh, anonymizing thing too uh you know if you open a lightning channel with somebody and send them mm-hmm. money it's completely anonymous so
1: okay hmm. cool I've
0: cool. learned more about Bitcoin than I have. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> you know. I know. I need to go back and listen to the primer you did again because I was like, man, like this is there's a lot here. Yeah, you know, I've, I've, I'll i be honest. I've, I've never
1: I recently just started listening to your podcast only because Tyler and another friend of ours in our group chat has been talking about you guys for years, and uh, then I was like, oh, let's get him on the show. And you know, I started listening a little bit, and I was like, oh yeah, like <laughs> these guys are definitely <laughs> on the same wavelength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, that's, that's been
2: has been our goal is to like, I think now we've kind of re- our goal is to have the main show accessible to everybody. Like, you know, be funny and be fun and like accessible to more people and then like to kind of draw people in and then just fling them out into our like radicalizing
1: solo shows.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they all have their own flavor too. That's the best part. Yeah.
1: Well, how long until podcasts gets shut down? How long until Stitcher and iTunes all like turn on everyone at once? That's not. Well, dude,
2: that's the interesting thing. So RSS feeds are not necessarily tied to a server that's um, true yeah you can ours, host your own RSS. yeah you can host your own and now with things like um i tell you may have seen me tweeting or d- we may have been dming about sphinx chat
0: have you heard seen of that?
2: i've so heard of it so this is a it's a it's like a chat um and kind of podcast thing that rides on lightning and um and you can do you can do uh micro like micro payment streaming per minute stuff on there you can do chats you can do big group messages but it's all served over the lightning network and it's all run through your own node so again back to the embassy combat uh, concept that we were talking about in the beginning where you are your own server and so it becomes very private mm-hmm. um and if you have your own rss feed and you have the weight the bandwidth to serve your listeners you know um and you, 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 then then I don't know, can they really shut you down? Especially if you're doing it over tour. Uh, it, it starts to become very unfeasible.
1: Yeah. Well, at least that's on a kind large of, scale. Like, Yeah, I mean, that, that's just so interesting. I remember even when I was young, when I was watching the internet, when it was kind of the Wild West, yeah. I remember having the thought, like when I first saw the early days of YouTube, mm-hmm. I, I knew, you know, I was, I was probably like early teens. I was like, this yeah. is going to be... Like FM radio, like right now, mm. there's no ads. There's like, but there's yeah traffic and eyes here, so they're gonna start advertising. Then it's gonna sure, be regulated, yeah. and then you look at the FM radio from the 50s and 60s, like the pirate stuff you're talking about, where it's just like you find a, a rock band in your a garage yeah. band in your town, put it on, and they're like a national star because some guy in New York played it, mm-hmm. and that's how it used to work. And now it's all held by gatekeepers. Like you can't get on right. FM unless you go through the, all these people and you know yeah. down mm-hmm. all the right eyes and cross the T's, and you have to they already started
0: cut and pay for a lot of like YouTube influencers too. Yeah. They, yeah, they man. cut and, their revenue.
2: And that's dude. And that's, so that's the most exciting thing about the Sphinx chat thing. And I, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not like a Sphinx chat shill. I, it's it, in fact, the software is still pretty buggy. Um, but whether they get it done or someone else gets it done, the concept is, I think is incredibly viable and incredibly powerful for the future. It's this kind of value for value model. And, um, uh, the, in a in a model where we can ho- self-host our RSS feed and push our podcast out, and have people stream sats over the Lightning Network to us per minute that they listen to, you completely cut out anybody that you have to care about. It's literally right. just us, the anybody who wants to listen, and money being transmitted. And that's it. And we don't have to muck around with Patreon. We don't have to muck around with ads. We don't have to muck around with anything like that. We can just create content because we like creating content and give people help, give people information because we like doing that. And they for, for our time can just say, Hey, here's some sats. And, 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 and because of how, um, scalable that is, because if we do an hour podcast, that's, let's just say it takes us an hour to, or two hours to do an, a one hour podcast. So that's six total hours, me, Aaron and Bird. Well, once it's done, it's done. So if if we have a listenership of five or a thousand or you know, God forbid, a hundred thousand or whatever, it's still the same amount of work for us. And so it's it can be super, super cheap per individual because you can just be Indeed. streaming these incredibly s- small payments and we're still getting enough that we can keep doing it. And so it's this really, really cool model that um that and and not only that but there are other features that, you know this particular protocol is 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 building into it such as chat and and you know kind of more of a group messenger and a social media, um, uh, type template as well. So I think there's just, I I two years ago I set up a Lightning Network on my Linux box just to do it and just to like kind of start messing around but then i forgot about it i just i was like this is still really complex i'm not super technical i'm, I'm this is more brain drain than it is enlightening mm-hmm. for me and now these products are coming around making it so simple and now that i'm really messing around with it man the the my mind's like exp- like it's i'm I'm sitting there texting with rollo like at all hours of the night we're like oh my god did you know you can do this you, do this. <laughs> you know it's like it's just like yeah. nerding out and the, the 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 roadmap that's opening up and the possibilities that i'm that I mean, not me, like, you know, actual people that are doing stuff, not somebody babbling on a podcast, but like, you know, the, the these people are, 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 the wheels are in motion for some really powerful stuff. And I'm, I, I'm so excited.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now the, the real success for this, this Sphinx program will be if someone finds a way to use the only fans business model. <laughs> but on yeah. the Lightning Network, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whoever does that is going to be rolling. Man, they're going I mean, to do it.
2: You know, it's it's coming. I, it's it's that it, it, it seems like porn, gambling, and gaming is always the the the, the leaders of
1: these things, man. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, I heard on some podcasts that even like VHS was developed from the porn industry. Like that was oh, why sure. it, it's it would have been later. But I'm sure. I'm
2: sure. Yeah, um, it's
1: wild. But uh, I, yeah. If you uh, do, you listen to do either of you listen to
2: Tales from the Crypt. No, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I haven't listened. Really yet. good with Marty Bent and Matt Odell. Matt Odell is a big privacy guy too, uh, and particularly if you're looking for ways to um, secure your Bitcoin, go check out his stuff. Okay. Um, I was. They had some guy on from. Uh, I think it's called ZBD, or it's like Z E B E D E E. It's like a gaming uh, group. Um, But they're talking about the possibilities of lightning gaming or gaming that's riding on lightning. So all of these, all of these uh, games have currency within the game where you can buy certain skins that your character wears or whatever, you know, we're all familiar with that model, but the the, the currency is useless elsewhere, but having it actually be lightning or or Satoshi's over the lightning network, you open it up so that the currency that you pay or get from that game is now applicable to all games. And you can do things like, live wagering or, or, um, you know, they were talking about all the endless possibilities here. And that's incredible because now it's not just Chuck E. Cheese bucks. It's, it's actual money that you can use anywhere and you can more easily, um, make money or spend money on a game. And you don't have to go through this arduous process of, of getting that particular token or, transferring, you know, exchanging it for another token or whatever. It's all just native on the, on the lightning network and, and the infrastructure is already there.
0: Dang. So I can turn everything into game gambling.
2: Yeah, that's mine. That's what I'm pumped about. <laughs> yeah. It's like this dude, is what I'm yeah, talking I mean, imagine, about. Imagine, dude. Imagine if if we were all playing like Super Smash Brothers or something like that and we could just in game like wager like live wager get, live wager like I'm going to I'm going to get 20 kills this game or tw- you know whatever and, yeah. or I'm going to I'm I'm only going to go through 7 lives in this 10 minutes for, or you know whatever it is. You could just wager whatever uh and and that's probably just the tip of the iceberg. You could do any number of things. You could ju- you could just wager on the whole game, you know, whatever. And you could be <laughs> at a
0: cookout and wager how many beers your friends are going to drink. That's right, dude. That's right. I'm going to win. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say like I'm going to purposely just be yeah. like keep betting. Yeah. <laughs> but uh
2: but yeah, and then and then maybe uh, maybe there are things that you can unlock in the game with with the Satoshis that you won. Um, maybe there's uh, expansion packs, Maybe that, you know, whatever. It's like the, yeah. the old gaming model. But um, now it's instant streaming. It's it's verifiable. You and you alone own it. Like maybe these game systems ship with a Bitcoin and lightning node. Um, and not only can you take it, not only can you use it in the game, but it's actual money that you could use elsewhere um so i don't know man it, it was it was super it got me super
0: excited yeah um that's amazing cool. really cool wow. stuff well, we're running
1: a little past an hour i don't know if Tyler had any any closing questions or anything else you wanted to uh so <laughs>
0: i do i do have one i i, I know it's, it's exclusive content so we, you don't need to go into a ton of details but i i need to know how awful was the death nut
2: oh dude it was so bad man it was so bad it, uh Not good. Uh, So so we just launched a we we launched a Patreon finally after three years. Um, And uh, so we, we (coughs) excuse me, decided to do some exclusive content and we actually, I think I have it. Hold on. So we uh, did this. It's called The the Death Nut. And it is PAX of oh of uh peanuts that are coated in various hell substances, and uh, <laughs> we tried to make it through, and Bird made it all the way through, but it was he, he it, did it was brutal man. I mean, it was so bad. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, I saw I saw a cooking channel where a guy did. It was like a, it was like a Dorito, but it was like super hot and like it was almost impossible for them to eat dude. it.
0: Yeah.
2: those were those are Carolina Reapers. The, the 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 starter
0: ones were. Oh yeah, my god!
1: god. Yeah, oh, that sounds terrible.
0: Oh. Yeah, because I, I watched it and I I watched that episode and I was I was in pain for you, dude. I, it was not good, man. I I mean I thought I didn't know how far I was gonna make it. I was, after
2: starting, I was like pretty proud of making it to level three out of five, but I could not believe that Bird made it to five. I was like, that is, I I don't know how he did it. I oh. was crying. I was I, I was crying.
0: Yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> I I've I've done. I think I told you I did like some Thai peppers and yeah. I've done some scotch bonnets, habaneros. That's plenty hot,
2: dude. Yeah. I don't did, have any. Did it even taste
0: it. good or did it just burn your taste buds off? No, no, it did not taste good.
1: <laughs> no. It's even worse. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, it sucked. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, All right. Well, well yeah. If, if
1: you want to give any, uh, any plugs where people can find your show or uh, on social media or anything you want to put out sure. there, go ahead now. Yeah, uh, you can come listen to our show. All of our sh-
2: our main show and then all of our solo shows are all in the same RSS feed, so you can find it uh, Timeline Earth, um, and we're at timelineearth.org. Uh, and uh, my Twitter handle is underscore car.
0: Cool,
1: sounds good. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we're going to be at Freedom Fest July twenty first or first through twenty fourth. And um, yeah, head over, follow us on Twitter, and like and view on iTunes. So, well, car. thanks so much for your time. Yeah, uh, thanks, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, anytime, man. Peace.